1: Finding an agent you can trust isn't easy. Thankfully, the one thing I'm more certain of than Brian Schottenheimer calling a running play on second and long, is that you can trust John Hurlbut and his team in Altitude Homes. I know John personally, and nobody does it better in Pierce, South King, and Thurston County. So head on over to altitude-re.com/hb to get real estate help you need. That's altitude-re.com/hb. Or give them a call at 253-222-2626. Again, that's 253-222-2626. Go Hawks!
0: Hey all, Evan Hill here of Real Hawk Talk. Super excited to talk to you guys about our good friend Blake Johnson of ManifestFit.com. Football season is quickly approaching and it is a struggle to stay in shape while eating burgers and nachos. Great. Well, we are live. It is episode 146 of Real Hawk Talk. I am your semi-guest host tonight. Uh, I think Brian's going to jump in for a little bit, but in the na- in, in true nature of Evan and Jeff uh, episodes, it's very much an informal conversation and not as structured as our other podcasts. And maybe a little less rational and speak of the devil.
2: Here we go. He is
0: about to join the man, the myth, the legend, the whitest man on earth, Brian (laughs) Nemhauser. How are you, bud?
1: Uh, I'm all right, man. You know, hey, we've got sun up here in Seattle the last few days. So, like, if anyone's the whitest, it's got to be the Canadian,
2: yeah. I'm not doing too good yet.
0: <laughs> you've been, uh, you've been taking advantage of that sunshine. You've been getting outside.
1: Heck yeah, man. Golf, golf two days in a row. Walked. I was in shorts. It was fantastic shorts. Yeah. It was like, wow. it's like high fifties, low sixties, baby. Oh man.
0: That's funny. When I lived in Seattle, I always felt like it, it, I don't care if it was sunny and 30 degrees, like soccer shorts were out. Yeah. Like, that was just the, that was just the routine. Well, hey, I was just opening us up uh, the way, Brian, I don't think you've ever been on a just a Jeff and Evan show, or at least it's been a while.
1: No, I feel like I'm a guest. I'm enjoying This is great.
0: <laughs> you don't have to do much work today, but, but the way we typically do these things is it's super informal, a little less structured than our normal shows, and we sometimes get a little bit intoxicated. Is that no. okay?
1: Yeah, I like it.
0: So it's a little more loosey-goosey.
1: All right. Well, I might have to go get a... uh... Go
0: do it. Go go get a drink. I'm not kidding. And then then come back, okay?
1: Yeah, I'll be right back.
0: (laughs) Uh, Jeff, why don't we start us off with all of... Do we want to do like a quick high-level sort of rundown of some of the major signings today? If you don't have a website of that, I have a website that has that. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you want me to... Yeah,
2: you can jump in. You can go ahead, and I can jump in with my sort of takeaways.
0: Yeah, so let me um, pull this up. Because there was a... We were just talking about this, actually, before... Um, cheers, fellas. Cheers, fella. Uh, just before uh, the show was opening up, there was actually surprisingly a lot of action this year on day one, and... Uh, I think Jeff and I's memories are correct in saying that in the previous years under this sort of newish tampering period that the NFL instituted, I think it was three, four or five years ago. Um, it had been a little bit of been a little bit quieter on those like first two days of the tampering period. But today was pretty crazy. Um, no trades, I think, happened today, but there were a lot of big signings, especially when it comes to. Uh, two key position groups, the offensive line. So interior offensive line, there are a ton of guards that came off um, off the books today. And then the pass rusher market really, really, the edge market really, really blew up today. So why don't we just go like high level through, I'll just do like the top 10 interior guards for the offensive line. Um, this is from walterfootball.com. So Joe Thune was obviously... One of the top guards available, if not the top guard. He was um, he was signed by the Chiefs. Brandon Scherf uh, was franchise tagged. Is that right? Yep. Um, or something. Uh, Matt Feeler, Feyler, I don't know how you pronounce that last name from the Steelers. He signed with the Chargers a three year $21 million deal, so $7 million a year. Um, struggled with some injuries last year. So that was sort of the um, downside to him. Gabe Jackson is unsigned. He was cut by the Raiders. I think he had one of those high salaries. I think he was like 11, 12, 13 million a year. He had signed a big contract a couple of years ago. Lane Taylor guard for the Packers. um, He had a pretty significant knee injury last year. So there's a lot of concern around whether he's going to be able to rebound and, and, and you know resume good health he is still a free agent Kevin Zeitler is sort of uh you know I, I guess you could say one of the top targets that I think a lot of Seahawks fans you know ha- had for Seattle Kevin Zeitler I think went to college with Russell Wilson at Wisconsin yes. is that right he did okay so he went to college with them he was cut by the Giants just recently Can you
1: imagine the like party stories Zeitler must have about Russell Wilson in college. I mean, it must have been wild. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: especially he came
2: over for, for one year, motivated to have fun.
0: Yeah, he pro- all those Bible studies late till like 3 a.m. <laughs> you know, lots <laughs> of... Uh, Brandon Brett, Brett of-
2: Marshall had a what segment recently. I think it was like Kyle Brandt's podcast and they asked him if he had to go on a road trip with all his quarterbacks. So that's like Fitzpatrick, Cutler, Russ... And he's like, there was no way in hell I would go on a roadshow with Russ. We'd be praying for 13 hours and I'd want to jump out of the car. That is all he said about it. I'm well, like,
0: let, me, let me finish these final four just so the top 10 guards available, and, and then we'll go over to you guys for for opinions. Uh, is it Trey Turner? I, I hope yep. I'm not mispronunciating yep. these names. Um, age 27, cut by the Chargers. Um, I think he was originally in, you know, received in a trade, actually, for Russell Okung. Um, He's still young. So he's definitely an option. Uh, Kyle Long is unretired. He is, he is 32 years old. Um, The bears actually terminated his contract um, uh, when he retired. So he is free to sign with any team that he wants. Uh, Do note, he has a fairly extensive injury history. Uh, John Feliciano uh, resigned with the bills three years, 17 million. And then Richie Incognito is, is a free agent. So the free agents are Richie Incognito, Kyle Long, Trey Turner, Gabe Jackson, and Lane Taylor. <sighs> that was a lot of names. And yeah, a
2: lot of you went a little deep there. <laughs> so let me go quick high level. What happened today is really two big things happened. Yeah. The entire top of the edge market went off. And I, I don't think I've ever seen a year where it just went name, 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 name. It was like it was slow at first, and then this afternoon and this evening, they all went. So, eight names went Shaq Barrett, Matt Judon, Yannick and Dockway, Bud mm-hmm. Dupree, and then Carl Lawson, Leonard Floyd, and Trey Hendrickson, and Romeo Acquire, the whole top of the edge market. So, that was the big takeaway for me today. The Seahawks decision on Carlos Dunlap looks a little better now. Number two is obviously the biggest story this offseason was Russell Wilson and his calling for offensive linemen. as Evan got into it, that long list, the interior offensive line, big names, which was Thune, Kevin Zeitler, who was a reported Seahawks target for a number of reasons. And then at center, Corey Lindsley, they all came off the board today. So those two positions, which were the strengths of this class, are now pretty depleted on the other side of the board, the receiver spot, the corner spot, the second level of the edge market—they're still in large portions available out there. But if this all those Seahawks fans who wanted that high-level offensive line top guy, that's gone. That's not happening.
0: Can I make one real quick note on the on the Seahawks thing on uh, uh, Shaquille Griffin and KJ Wright? There was a report. I want to say 10-15 minutes ago. I'm just trying to find the reporter. Um, whatever. I can't find it. But basically he said he's of ESPN said that the Seahawks have a a higher hope that Shaquille Griffin returns than KJ. Mm -hmm. Wright. So maybe that's obvious. Maybe it's not. That was the one
2: remember. Remember I said I was mad coming on the show. Oh, that was the tweet I read. They're like (laughs) the Seahawks were super judicious today and they spent the whole day trying to sign Shaq Griffin. It's like, really?
0: He's one of those guys. And I think I said this to, um, I forget who it was I said on, to on Twitter this morning. I've been on Twitter like all day, spam refreshing. Uh, Shaquille Griffin, I could totally see as a player that they're like eight to $9 million apart on. Like I guarantee, I could see them internally chalking him up as like a six to $7 million player per year, maybe even a $5 million player per year. And I could see free agency being like, 13, 14, 15. So that whole report that they're not even the, in the same like money ballpark, I think is, is very possible.
1: My biggest takeaway gonna- from today is people have really weird selective memories. Really weird. <laughs> I mean, that is like, I, I am like, you need to I'm explain gonna, this take. I'm going to piss you guys off. Cause I know you don't agree. I, I went back and I looked, They'll just double, double check. Like, Everyone's like, the Seahawks did nothing to help the offensive line last year. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, Brandon Shell was maybe the best yeah. free agent signing on the offensive line across the whole. People are talking about Brian Bulaga. Like, you paid half as much and got, like, as much production, essentially, out of that position. Oh, no. Way more. Like, I was a great signing. Mikey Potty, I went back. Would you guys care to guess – where Mikey potty ranked in week 11 of the season uh, in PFF of all guards in the NFL top 30 what's that
0: top 30 he, was
1: he was, oh, he wow. was he was eighth oh, he there was right there was with Quentin Nelson year. yeah you want to know who was right behind him at number nine Damian Lewis yeah they had the eighth and ninth best guard do you want to know halfway through the season last year eight games like halfway through the season Where did the Seahawks offensive line rank in pass blocking efficiency in the whole NFL? Probably like sixth. 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 Next. So what the fuck are people talking about? That the Seahawks did nothing with the offense. They had injuries. Like, so yes, did they have like the was there like some other plan that was gonna make that offensive line 20 times as good? Maybe, but it would have been hard to come by. I think the Seahawks did really well with the money they spent and improved that line last year, and the depth is good. Jamarco Jones is not a bad player. We don't know yet what we have in Phil Haynes. Uh,
0: You know, I think it's hard to disagree with that, though.
2: Okay, so here's, yeah, I agree with that. I 100% agree with that. A lot of people are just like, well, they should just throw money, and I think the reason everyone's got this lingering opinion is because of Russell. I think those comments pardon? Say that again? I think this, the reason everyone's got so much angst about the
1: offensive line is Russell.
0: Of course. Well, I mean, they're also losing two positions, though.
1: Well, which and by the way, by the way, what did Pete Carroll say in the end of the season press conference about their priority positions? Oh, we've got to improve the left guard. Like he said it. It wasn't like he said that well before Russell said anything. This wasn't yep. like news. Yep. Yeah. And, and by the way, there was reports, clear reports, that they were in on Zeitler. Mm-hmm. Jeff you and I were all over it Zeitler just didn't decide to come like yeah. he wanted to stay on the east coast he, like there's a bunch of other reasons so and there was even reports that they were in on Thune you know mm-hmm. who knows if that it was re- real or not but
0: the, Z- the Zeitler one just stinks like I, I'm not I'm not saying you know it, it, it just been hurts to
1: get him, for sure
0: yeah because like that contract was reasonable like it like how like ex- how stoked would you would be would you be if they had left today with that contract?
1: Is Nathan wearing a shirt?
0: <laughs> Nathan, you <laughs> muted. <laughs>
3: uh, maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. Who knows? <laughs> it would have been nice to get Zion. Yeah.
2: I'll tell you my issue, and my issues, I think, are a little different than a lot of the angst going around Twitter based on who they didn't sign, who they signed. And this is there's a lot of Pete Carroll anger on Twitter. Like, if you spend five minutes on Evan's timeline, he's trying to impeach him every five minutes now. It's <laughs> like, reasonable. The, the reason people are upset with Pete is totally reasonable. I share a lot of the same issues. To me, like a lot of issues I find with the team and why I think the team is in the places in it is more related to John Schneider. And today and all the issues are coming back to what I've seen an issue. And you guys will remember this from the chat last year. It's not just a reaction to today. I just don't see a plan here. So so to to me, other than the quarterback, the two most important position groups on a football team are offensive line and defensive line. And for the last four years, the Seahawks have had a different number one pass rusher each year. And they've gone into the off season, not knowing who their number one pass rusher is. And they've had to use the free agent mark on short-term deals at the offensive line. You now have a left guard. You don't know who it is. You have a center, you don't know who it is. Dwayne Brown is getting old. Brand shells in the last year of his deal. And now after the first tier guys have gone, you're left with like the names that we were talking about earlier. So you have a Gabe Jackson, an Alex Mack. And then on the edge group, you have the older pass rushers, Dunlap. So that means they're going to be going through this year to year, fixing this position groups. Even if they sign all these guys at good value, they're going to be left with the same problem next year all over again. With no end to this in sight, right? Like they've gone through Frank Clark, Clowney, Dunlap. If Dunlap's gone, that's another guy. On the offensive line, say you get Mac, Trey mm-hmm. Turner, and they they all come in and one-year deals. Then the next year, they're going through the shit again. And it's like they're scotch taping their roster together every single year. And it's why
1: they're not really progressing. But that's about drafting, Jeff. Like, I, I, yeah, I mean, they need to draft positions that can be longer haul, but... I don't think any of us are saying that the right answer to building a team sustainable team roster is to go spend a bunch of money in free agency. Like that's not the way. And, you know, you look at, at the Patriots over, like today It's a very different, we can talk about that if you guys want, but look over the past two decades, they they rotated in pass rushers like every other year. Like they absolutely went and signed veterans. They plugged them in. They got something out of them. And lo and behold, the Seahawks last year had a better pass rush than they did the year before. In the last half of the season, they were a top three pass rushing team in the NFL. So, like, maybe there's something to, you know, stringing together pass rushers instead of spending, you know, a big money on it. Obviously, draft is the best. But I'm just very, very struck by last year. All of us, myself included, were 100% pissed and flummoxed by how they approached the defensive line there were so many people available to sign free agency they went and they bargain shopped nathan and i liked the rotational guys they got but they never got the alpha and we were just like what the hell are they doing like no doubt and I, i think that was one of the things we've never been more wrong about than we were on that on that front. I think if they had done what we wanted them to do last year in free agency, the team would be in significantly worse position than it is right now on defensive line and overall roster management. So what does that tell me? Maybe the guys that are getting paid money to do this actually do have a plan and do know what they're doing and they deserve a benefit of the doubt. So I guess it's given me a little bit of trepidation to come in and hard after one informal day of free agency and say they have no plan about what they're doing. That's just... That to me seems
0: so. So I have a question for you. When is it reasonable in your eyes to be concerned about their plan to address the interior offensive line throughout this off season? When, when is it fair to be concerned about it?
1: It's honestly, people can be concerned whenever they want. I mean, it's fair to be concerned right now. Like there's totally fair. You're asking me when I will be concerned. That's a different question. Yeah, no,
0: I I am. I am asking you that. When are you, when will you be concerned by it?
1: So, you know, for one, I have to see the whole picture of what they get in free agency in the draft. And then honestly, it doesn't get until we see players actually playing in games that I I can assess where they are because there's players that were backups last year. I am definitely, I'm definitely bigger um, or, or, or more bullish on some of their uh, offensive line depth than any other Seahawks fan. I mean, I just am, I'm not as concerned about some of those guys as other people. So Uh, There might be some players there, you know, you get an Austin Blythe and you get some other, you know, veteran guard, they could be in totally fine shape.
0: Here's the deal. Here's the deal, Brian. This is not a unique, this is not a normal off season though. Seattle's in a very tough spot right now because their franchise quarterback, the most valuable player on the team and probably in franchise history, him and his agent have come out aggressively publicly and stating you know confidentially through sources in in reports that their camp is demanding a serious investment in the offensive line this offseason does that not like if Seattle chooses not to do that let's assume that report is accurate if Seattle chooses not to do that are you not concerned at all about that
1: not really okay
0: I mean, I, I and I and I'm not judging you to be clear. No, you you can judge because me. Well, I no, just, because I that's mean, like where But Brian, that's the source of my anxiety with this. Is like take away the Russell Wilson and Mark Re- Rogers, you know, inflicted tension from this situation, and I have no problem with them typically doing the conservative route through free agency and you know trying to get scraps at the bottom, bottom of the bin. But the reality is is there's a leverage game at play here right now. And Mark Rogers and Russell Wilson are playing hardball. Does that does that does that you not know, Russell, strike a little
1: bit of fear in your heart? They might be pointing that gun directly at their own feet. Because they might be because there are there are reports, whether they're true or not, that there are players that aren't going to consider coming here because it's not a resolved situation between Russell and the team. If Russell had kept this all internally with the team, who knows if they would have ended up with a different result than they did. I don't think so. I think that's probably a bunch of shit, but that's at least a consideration. Like did coming out publicly end up hurting the chances of them bringing in the players that Russell wants over here.
0: Was that rhetorical?
1: Take it as you will. To me, it's a question.
3: It's very weird to think that if I'm Joe Thuney and I've seen Russell Wilson throw a fit because he wants good offensive linemen, that I, a good offensive lineman, am somehow discouraged about going to the Seahawks. Like, <clears throat> why would that factor into Joe Thuney's thought process? At That's all? why I think it's probably crap. I mean, yeah. I... I Like Russell Wilson wants more weapons. So I, uh, a wide receiver will not go be a weapon for Russell Wilson. Like
1: that's just, no, that's not, that's not what it is. I think it's the fact that there is not confirmation that he's going to be on the team that is causing this. The fact that the trade stuff is people are like, I'm not going to go block for Geno Smith. I'm not going to go block or like, I'm not going to go catch passes from Geno Smith or Sam Darnold or whoever the hell they get. That isn't Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson. So I'm going to go over here. Like I think that is something that someone could consider if they believe the rumors, and they've been everywhere. You don't like this, Devin. What's going on?
0: I this is not a normal off season, and and I I I genuinely fear. uh, Mark Rogers and Russell Wilson could could really. Get feisty on this, behind well, the what? scenes. Do what?
1: Hold out? You Someone never know. He doesn't get any of his money? Good luck. You think he's going he's gonna to walk away from $30 million, $35 million in the prime of his career? No way.
0: This is just not a th- – this situation is not healthy right now. The relationship is strained. It's well, not healthy right now. It needs to be resolved. That's what I'm saying. This is not healthy.
1: There's a lot of self healing that can go on.
2: Yeah. yeah. You notice how some of those reports in the media, how quickly the goalposts are changing on some of those now? Like what now, do you mean? this whole Russell trade is just. It's funny how quickly the goalposts change when everyone comes to the conclusion that I made like two weeks ago that the Bears have zero capital to make a trade with the Seahawks. And then. But I, I do agree with Evan in a, in a sense is that typically I would be more okay with the Seahawks just sitting back and sitting back, being selective, playing the value game. For the most part, it's a smart way to operate in the off season. Some of the teams that typically do that, like the Colts are one of the teams that are run the same boat. They have like 50 million in cap room. They're one of the few AFC teams. I think one of two AFC teams say that didn't add a player, but I do agree. This is a unique situation based on a couple of things. One their draft capital isn't there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Their first and third are gone this year. They have four picks, I think, in total. So it's it's a risky approach to try to make your team better. Number two, there's the whole Russell thing. He came out. I would be more under the – I was hoping they'd be more doing more to placate him. Hopefully it's possible in the end. And three, it's just how the season ended. The, the first-round playoff exit really left the season, which was a pretty good season where Brian was right. They did a lot of good personnel things. It just left the whole thing on a sour note, and it's not surprising.
0: And that was very clear with Brian's appearance in that last episode of the season.
1: Mm-hmm. What was that? What happened? <laughs>
0: you, your rant to Rams fans? Oh, God. <laughs> that, yeah, was the, that was the highlight of my life.
2: <laughs> so I, I've just been saying this the whole offseason. I see, like, they need an edge guy. They need a corner. They need a linebacker. They need mm. two offensive linemen. So, like, I get from one part where they're being selective, but it's just getting hard for me to see how are they going to make this team better.
0: Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, they're they're losing talent this offseason, like quality talent.
1: Wait a second. This is the same group that said – No, no, and- I'm, not, I'm not talking about that. Every single free agent that they had, you didn't care about any of them coming back. That was this group said that multiple times. KJ Wright was the only one we kind of talked about in all the Carlos Dunlap. Yeah, well, yeah, that's,
3: that's, yeah, like that's not true. That's not true at all. Like that is true. I, we said that nobody, nobody would have brought Shaq back, right? I mean, the problem mm-hmm. is that we didn't think the prices were going to be right. I, I don't think anyone here. Like, I think Evan. If I had to take a guess, you're probably the lowest on Quill. But, yeah, I, I mean, you're not going to pretend like he's not... I mean, they lost the starting cornerback. Like, that's not Oh, he's good. Time. Right. Like, I mean, so sure that. I don't a want lot it. of that was about price, right? I mean, no, but I, I do disagree, you know, with Jeff a little bit. Like, I don't think this was the offseason where you make yourself a lot better. Like, that that shouldn't have been the goal or the expectation for this offseason, right? Between the draw Adams trade and the cap weirdness. Like, they need to hold hold serve basically right and, and <clears throat> they're not you know they're still in position to do that so they, they had a couple opportunities to to get better and I, I think you know that lindsley contract is pretty appealing really i think all in all and so you know if you want to be upset about that i'm not going to blame you or anything but i think they still have a a, a a chance to come out of this looking like as good if not a slightly better um team and and i think that's really you know what you could have reasonably expected out of this this offseason
1: yeah i mean if, if it was if it was up to my preference of what they would do i absolutely would have felt better if if they had gone in and secured you know a quality interior lineman you know offensive lineman on day one A 100 percent, i would have i would have preferred that like do I see like no options for them to get better at guard or center? Like there's some pretty good centers oh, in the draft too. Oh, like it's... even for, for like guard and center is something you can get in the later rounds. They might find some of those guys. And then to Jeff's point, have someone that's there for a few years and not just a one year rental. Like Damian Lewis is going to be there for a long time. So it just, I don't know. It feels really reactive to just, you know, after a day feel like the Seahawks are like rudderless and the team that that made some pretty good quality moves last year is all of a sudden completely lost all touch with how to do that like i think we
0: just need- i don't think anyone's
1: saying that though
0: i think they're i think they missed an opportunity to significantly improve on the interior offensive line that's that's where i am i don't think I, I, I agree. i'm not i'm not saying they won't improve i'm not saying they can't improve and i think it's even likely they will improve but th- i think they missed an opportunity to significantly improve.
1: But what's there? go ahead nathan what are you going to say
3: no, I mean, I don't know that I totally agree. I mean, like, Lindsley is the one that hurts today for me because, you know, like, they can still come away with Gabe Jackson. Like, there's there's sure. some guys that they can get at the guard position, and they still have Haynes, who I, I think there's reason to be hopeful about him, right? Um, I mean, it is not out of – like, it is still very much in play that they walk away from this offseason with something like Gabe Jackson, T.Y. Hilton, and uh, – shit, I forgot the other name I was trying to the think of. Right? Uh Huh? Gerald Everett? Yeah. Yeah. Gerald Everett. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, really. He didn't sign, did he? I know that there was rumors. No, 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 no. Right. I, I, there, there are a lot of ways that this team can, that we can still walk away from this free agency feeling better about this team and feeling like a lot of the things that we wanted sure. were met. Right. I mean, I think to me, the big question is still, how do they fill Dunlap's spot? Um, but I think that there were some rumors today that, that guy like Dunlap could be pretty cheap. And so maybe you add Dunlap to that list, right? Um, I think that's all plausible at the very least, right? And so, um, you know, I'll be a little sad to see Gerald Everdott go off the board, uh, depending on what he gets, right? Seeing Zeitler go off for a pre- pretty reasonable deal, that was a little bit of a bummer. Lindsley, to me, is clearly the best center on the board. And so that's the spot where they don't have a great way to make up for it. But, you know, I don't think replacing Easton Pothick is going to be all that difficult. So this yeah. is like, th- this is far from any kind of a disaster scenario. Like there's a lot of ways for them to, you know, roll it back or better um, with this team. And, you know, we saw that this team was really, really, really good at the, the start of the year. And so, you know, maybe upgrading an offensive coordinator, like there's, I, I just, I-, I don't get the doom and gloom, Look at that um,
0: breath of fresh optimism. Yeah, baby. What now, the hell okay, just now happened? The, the, is, no, the
3: fact of the matter is, we're <laughs> going to be here in three days and all the names I talked about are gone and they're not Seahawks, right? And it's going to be like, we're going to have to squint and be like, well, maybe he's the next Brandon Shell. Right. I mean, that's where I think this is going. But like, based on what has happened, man, there's still, there's still so much
0: out there.
1: I totally agree. And the other piece this uh, is... This idea, Evan, you talk about that they missed an opportunity
0: to significantly improve.
1: Yeah, I. I, But
0: Brian, I don't think think
1: Zeitler was an option. I don't think that was really that was really an opportunity they lost. I think he he chose to go somewhere else.
0: But I I mean,
1: Lindsay was ever an option. I don't think we know whether Thuni was ever an option. Like. That that I mean yes you could pay overpay by three or four million a year to bring those people in but is that what you're suggesting they should have done?
0: No but what I'm suggesting is they should have been in the hunt they weren't even in the hunt on Corey Lindsley because there were no reports of it you you think you think Seattle was in the hunt on Corey Lindsley?
1: I have no idea I don't think you do either.
0: I don't it's just a hunch. (laughs) Yeah
1: I mean but that's the point like. We we have a report of them being in on Thune, whether it's right or wrong. Actually, a couple reports on that. We definitely had multiple reports of them being in on Zeitler. We have nothing yeah. else on Lindsay, but there was literally no news about anyone being on Lindsay until the Chargers thing signed. Like, it just came out that he's like, are we to believe that he only no, talked? there was a Cardinals before? report. That's true. That's true. I'm, hey, I'm glad he didn't go to Arizona.
2: Yeah. So... I do agree with Nathan. The biggest thing, I think the biggest thing they won on today was the edge market. Mm. I think there, I was very critical about the Dunlap decision. I think most of us were pretty unhappy. I think they played that really right based on the whole top of the edge market went and Dunlap's 14 million would have been right in line with some of the top, like Matt Judon got 14 million a year and the whole essentially second and third tier. And some of the guys that Brian really liked, like Ryan Kerrigan and Carrie Hyder didn't get signed today, and right. Dunlap's still out there. So those guys are going to come in like seven, eight, maybe lower if the market keeps falling out. So I think they played that spot really well. But corner, corner, none of the big corners went today except for like Ronald Darby. Mm-hmm. Uh, receiver, the receiver market was really, really slow today.
0: That's an interesting one. The receiver market.
1: Corey Davis got a he got a, a truckload. But yeah that like, seems like a obvious born
0: did you did you see what uh cory davis got yeah well what no i'm saying like what oh. was it
1: <laughs> it was like i want to say it was like 14 million a year
0: holy yeah. shit yeah that yeah. Are you thinking contract is
1: most likely to be cut in two years
0: Corey davis got 14 million dollars a year
1: i'm gonna double check oh uh, not 14 year like- 37 and a half Million dollars, twenty-seven guaranteed
0: I mean, you were close, so that's like what twelve point something. Yeah, twelve points Yeah, and Aguilar got thirteen. Aguilar oh, got bad.
2: thirteen. That was the shocking contract of the game.
1: <sighs> Kendrick Bourne was the one that hurt for me. I mean, I wasn't. I thought that was a long shot to see. They they
2: prioritized like, yeah. him. He was a day one. Like the Jets yeah. weren't on him too.
0: You know what? Actually, you know what? Resigning hurt was Jason Barrett. Back to San Francisco. He went
2: for cheap, he was
0: five oh, he was million. So cheap and that pissed me off because that's such a good deal for the Niners. They that, don't deserve that. They well, don't they also that. Got Good Heavy for Ball.
2: the Seahawks, though, right? Hmm? There's options to do those deals.
1: Well, the Rams lost John uh, John Johnson. That uh, is a big loss. It's a huge loss for them, and they're they're licking their wounds, saying, "Well, we've got Taylor Rapp sitting there, and like they're fine, but." John but Johnson, Surely the really team right.
3: that signed John Johnson must have given up like 20 million a year and like four first round picks to get one of the best safeties in the league.
0: There's the Nathan. I know and love. All right, here we he go. Sh- he reappeared.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> weird thing today is like all the players went to the AFC. Like I looked at, there was a point like until tonight, like no NFC East team had signed a player. The Rams only brought in their own guy. Like there was mm-hmm. Almost no big players. Almost everyone went to the AFC.
1: I'll give you something, Nathan. Um, the Seahawks would be better in a roster position if they had paid John Johnson. We got paid this year and didn't make the Jamal Adams trade. I think that's pretty clear. So,
2: yep. yeah, I think I think we all I think a lot of us like Jamal Adams as a player. I think I think in, in hindsight it looks like a massive mistake the way they've done everything.
3: Oh yeah, I mean, if you'd sign Jamal Adams for ten million dollars a year, I'd be like over the moon about it, right? I mean, yeah, yeah it's it's a cost thing.
0: What's done is done, gentlemen.
1: <laughs> I'm not. I honestly don't lose sleep over it. I I mean, acknowledging that, yes, I think I think. Yeah,
0: I don't either. But yeah. I still think. What have Evan says it.
2: every day that they just haven't signed him yet, and they're waiting for all the other safeties to sign, which is only going to push up
1: his price. Not today.
0: I <laughs> don't buy it.
1: Like no, I honestly, if anything, I think that that signing really helps the Seahawks case, but it doesn't help them sign Jamal Adams because he doesn't, he's not going to give a shit okay, what the market yes. says. He's going to be like, I don't care what John Johnson gets. I'm like, I'm Jamal Adams, you know, pay me twice that. Yeah. So he's, I mean, but it is going to make the Seahawks feel like
0: "Hey, you're
1: a safety dude.
0: I agree with that. Who's his agent? Does anybody know who's who his agent is?
1: Jadavian Clowney.
0: Oh, man, he's still out
2: there. Oh, whoa, Ryan Fitzpatrick
0: just signed. Yeah, he signed with uh, Washington, right? Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that guy. An interesting one.
3: He's got a he's, got he's a- had
0: the weirdest career. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. really. Not really. <laughs> you don't think yeah. so. No, <laughs> He's had bright spots Like in some games he looks amazing
3: <laughs> Yeah and then he's had the other games Which is no, but uh, Nick, that's... Foles, Nick Foles has the weirdest football career Okay yes Foles has the weirdest career Fitzpatrick is exactly the guy that if you have him You're like oh we gotta do something And if you don't you're like whoa <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah he gives you that like glimmer of hope And then you start playing him And then you realize he's not good
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Fitz magic to Fitz tragic happens like from play to play. It's, it's really true. Um, yeah, honestly, I'm very bullish on the, the, the pass rush options. I mean, I, I'm wondering the way this played out. If, if the guys that took the top end of the market, if these other guys are going to be around for a while and not getting deals and is it realistic? You're going to get someone in the five to 7 million range. Like what's Ryan Kerrigan going to cost?
0: Can I call it a name that you might love? Yeah. Not might, you will love. Alden Smith is a free agent. Yeah. Like, why have we not heard his name thrown around? Because we had it's a stacked-ass
3: edge class. It's Aww. insane yes, the number of names and players that are available in this edge class. But like, I know but we did the, the show on this already. But like, I'll run through it again: Matt Judon, Melvin Ingram, Bud Dupree. Shaquille Barrett, Conla- Carlos Dunlap, Clowney, press Clowney, uh, I guess Preston Smith went back, um, Yannick, Ryan Kerrigan, Justin Houston, Olivier Vernon, Sha- uh, Shaq Lockson got traded. Okay. Leonard Floyd, uh, Solomon Thomas is still out there, right? Mm-hmm. Everson Griffin. I mean, if you're just talking like names, I mean, you know, Romeo Acquara, uh, Yeah, he What's did. That? Yeah. yeah, he signed. So eight, the
2: top eight guys all signed today. And that's like a crazy amount to go in one day. All over $10 million a year.
3: Yeah, so who went off? are all, all...
2: still... Sorry, mm-hmm. go ahead. Well, there's still like 15 top names left. Like, that's crazy.
3: Yeah, so who's off the board? Do you have that list handy? Yeah, I do. think over the caps updated. Okay, I have so off I just,
2: the board okay. is Shaq Barrett, Judon, Yannick, Bud Dupree got a lot of money tonight. Mm-hmm. Carl Lawson got paid. Trey Hendrickson leonard floyd aquara samson ecubam and Danico autry are all off the board
0: Dietrich wise i don't know if you said that name I wise I, mean. I don't know how to say that name
1: i love evan pronouncing names it's like the best part of this show <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's a it's an interesting name to wow. be to be fair
1: it is you know it just seems like there's a lot of paths there i mean I don't think they'll get Kerry Hyder cause I think he'll be too expensive, but you put Kerry Hyder on this team. I would be really excited. I love that guy's awesome. Like he would be a great get. If you got Kerry Hyder and somebody else, I mean, imagine if they get Dunlap and Kerrigan somehow, totally, totally unlikely, like 99% chance it wouldn't happen. It's not that unlikely. I- I'm going gonna- to, I can't get myself too excited, for- but if something like that happened, like, Holy crap, I would be over the moon.
3: I mean, I think the only thing that's keeping them getting like two names like that, like it might not be Kerrigan and Dunlap, right? It could be any combination of guys. But the only thing that's probably really stopping them from doing that is that they probably don't really need two guys, right? Right. Uh. So, but yeah, I mean, like that's still in the card is a hundred percent.
1: Someone in the chat said <laughs> that we're gonna sign Brandon Jackson, Jeff. Oh God.
2: Oh God. <laughs> then I'm taking the John Schneider ran to a next level.
1: I, you know it's funny you said we don't need it they think the other thing is they just have other positions i mean they need, they need to figure right. out cornerback right right, right. like i think i mean we still we talked about in the off season i mean isn't the number one we said number one use offensive line
3: number two is cornerback right mm-hmm. you so you actually missed the show so we talked about that a little bit or at least i did i, I don't know if they
0: need a cornerback what? you know with De- marky's def- huh define that are you saying like they don't need to add a veteran and free agency Right, right, right okay
3: i mean you know adding depth there won't hurt right but you have dj reed who looked good outside mm-hmm. uh you have trey flowers who is a serviceable backup uh you have marquise blair who looked good inside projects you would think better on the outside and then you had ugo Amadi who played well you know as nickel for most of the year so that's four guys that you can fairly comfortably you know have in a rotation or you know as, as backups right you know with flowers and stuff i don't think this team has to go get a corner like that's not the strongest group right we're not going to be talking about the best secondary in the league going into the season probably that's but worked out well for us uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're talking
1: about that too by the way we struck out hard last year <laughs>
3: <laughs> that one came around i mean eventually they looked a lot better but yeah i mean um i don't know i don't i don't know i don't know if they're gonna see corner as this huge pressing we got to get a guy type spot Especially with, you know, as well as they do pulling the quills and stuff of the world out of the mid-rounds.
0: You know who else is a free agent? Brian, do you know what name I'm going to say? Quentin, Quentin Jefferson, Jefferson yeah. baby. <laughs> He's a rotational, absolute stud. <clears throat> we need to bring him back. He was, was highly left.
2: in demand today on day one. You know what?
0: <laughs> For the right price, would you I bring can... him back?
1: For three million, maybe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They don't. I mean, that's I, just not what I'd want to see. But, but, sure, sure. He's not. He's not a terrible player. He's just not good.
0: I'll. will take that bone <laughs> you're throwing me. I'll take. It. Uh,
1: no, but, but I know where you're going, uh, Nathan. I do think they got to have at least one corner that they can count on um, to add to that mix. And, and there's a lot. There's. It seems like there's a decent chunk available.
2: There's a lot of names there. Right. Like no one really came off the board today except like Ronald Darby, Jalen Mills. Yeah, Jalen Mills. So Patrick Peterson's still out there. Sherman's still out there. Ryan, the uh, upside guys like uh, Akella Weatherspoon, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin King, who was everyone's favorite prospect a couple years ago, uh, Chidobi Awoozier, who was from that
1: same draft. Those guys, like Quinn Dunbar. Around. Awuzie more often. Sign him for that reason.
0: I would really take a flyer on Kevin King. I know I know it's 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 stupid to say because he's like a UW guy and everyone will be like, Oh, you just want him because he's a Dub guy. But like he was a really qualified prospect coming out of college. And if you can get him for close to minimum, it's worth it.
1: Sidney Jones is out there. That's a name I like. Yeah, I kind of say you up. I, there. Honestly. I will not be upset if they give Quentin Dunbar a like a one year non guaranteed like deal. Like he's he's a start. He he was actually playing well until he was injured, and then I mean he's injured every year, so he's, he's not a guy you can count on. But you know I wouldn't hate that. I I honestly would rather them do that than spend ten or twelve million on Griffin. Like, without a doubt. I just don't want them to sink in that money into him. Also, they didn't sign a running back today. Carlos Hyde's gone. Yeah, were you happy about that, Brian? I was. I, I mean, he was fine, but
0: I'm happy to see someone else. I would have given him that contract. What did he get? Two over six, or six over two years. I, would, I, I think I would have done that. If, if, you had, if you could guarantee me that you know that meant no Carson or no heavy investment, from a from a draft perspective. That's different. What
1: about, I mean, what about they're gonna go with Alex Collins and Rashad Penny and DJ okay. Dallas and Travis Homer.
0: I'm gonna say something bad that I shouldn't say. I'm not comfortable with Rashad Penny as our running back one next year. No? no really no what in the world would make you uncomfortable about rashad penny i know he has i know he's had a very productive three years already
3: you've had some hot takes but this one this oh my god
0: i know he's had a very productive three years and everybody should be ecstatic about him but i'm just not sold
3: evan can you go through your list
2: of seahawks jerseys right now
0: sean alexander uh russell wilson rashad okay. penny frank clark because brian gave me that one uh <laughs> uh earl because thomas you asked for it why did no, no, i anymore. want to be very clear thank i'm just gonna you, no I'm, I'm gonna throw brian under the bus uh-huh, over,
2: but, uh-huh.
0: uh and earl thomas i think is the final one
2: um, did you know john schneider is that a
0: t-shirt that's a t-shirt yeah
3: i heard that was getting burned
0: though the boss in this group said no to that. I'm burning
1: any Seahawks jerseys on this show. You can get, <laughs> you can get, you get just your own podcast. You're going to burn Seahawks jerseys. Fair enough. <laughs> can I burn a Brandon Jackson jersey? <laughs> that's close. I'll you're, burn you know, a whole That's tempting, but fine. no. No. Um, yeah, I mean, you really, you're at the point where, you know, you idolize Schneider and you're saying you want to. I
0: am becoming more and more radicalized that John Schneider is a problem. Not saying he should be fired, but I, I had this sort of
1: – You just want to burn his jersey. Uh,
0: yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so I just – there's been a lot of mistakes in the past several years. To me, Draft-wise, one wise, happened today
2: where there's a lot of, like, unsure, like is Pete pulling these decisions with the offensive line, is John. John's right-hand man for, like, 10 years is now the general manager of Carolina – Carolina made two offensive line signings that were very similar to like the Seahawks signings where Panthers fans were like fuming. They signed two players who have no position, but they're known for their versatility. And they have zero offensive line skills. And I'm like, wait a second. I've seen this before. Maybe this is a Schneider mentality. And then it's like that. I don't know, like that clip, that, that got me a little worried.
0: Nothing bothered me more than that Seahawks obsession with, oh, they can play multiple positions, but they're bad at all four positions, so they're extra valuable because they're bad at all four. Never made any sense whatsoever. Are there any other topics we want to cover tonight? I do have a, a, a fat list of Patreon questions for us to go through.
3: Do the Patreon questions.
0: No other comments, hot takes from today.
3: Actually,
1: uh, I'm sorry I spoiled your bitch fest, man. I, I
0: should. Well,
2: guys yeah, back. it was gonna be a very different tone if you didn't come on here.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I will, I will say, I'll end this on a positive note. Uh, after today, I am less concerned about our pass rushing group uh, over the next several days. I, I, I think they can make several key additions there and add a good value, but I do remain concerned with what happened on the interior offensive line today. I Can do I think just they... follow
1: up with one question there though? Because yeah. I was, I mean, I'm in our, our group chat and like I heard DEFCON level one stupid if they cut Dunlap. It is the absolute stupidest move they could do.
0: It is stupid. We're like
1: literally days later. And now it's looking like that was not just, just not a stupid move. It was a smart move and the team could end up better because of it. Does that not give you guys any pause about like these like takes about how stupid the front office is? Like maybe we're wrong and they're not like, not at all.
0: So you, how, how do you feel if Carlos Dunlap leaves and signs two years, 20 million with another team?
1: I, I think that that's the price of business. They could not keep him on the, on the roster at 14 million. There's no way they had to either extend him, which it sounds like he didn't want to accept at the price that they wanted. They had to cut him and spend the money elsewhere. And we just spent half the show talking about how they could get multiple players for less than he cost for one year, like potentially. So almost all signs are to that. That was a very smart move by them.
3: I'm not convinced of that yet. They have to they have to finish it.
1: Yeah,
2: they have yeah. to spend the money.
3: If they,
1: clearing
0: money and then not fixing anything isn't smart, sure. Sure. It'll be interesting to see what he signs for, though.
2: And yeah, because I think there's a level there where I don't know if I know me Evans at a different level probably than I am with Seahawks anxiety and I don't think the front office is stupid or I don't think they're stupid I don't think they're inept like some there's some teams like the Bengals like I can talk about them for hours they're inept but I just see a pattern here where I don't see vision and it seems like it's a constant and that's my problem with what they're doing I don't see vision on what their plan is to build a roster. And yeah, you're right, Brian, the drafting is their biggest issue. Cause if you look at the best offensive lines in the league. I got into this guy on Twitter the other day about it, like green Bay, Tampa Bay, new Orleans, all their offensive linemen were drafted. So the biggest issue with this team isn't, they're not spending high capital and free agency. It's that they whiffed on a Fetty, Odi Yeah. And that's the problem. They haven't drafted well, but I just see like, it's just inconsistent where like they're super aggressive in trades to get Jamal Adams, but then they are hang back in free agency. It's just, I see mixing patterns and everything they do. They trade Frank Clark and then they acquire Clowney. And it's just, it's hard to see what they're trying to accomplish. That's my problem.
0: Nathan, you looked like you were going to say something.
3: No, I think that's exactly right. I mean, I, I would, uh, I echo that 100%. Like they don't have, I, I can't point to what their like win forever strategy is, right? Yeah. Um, and part of what makes John as good as he is is that he is uh, opportunistic and he's willing to change course quickly and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, right? Like, uh, you know, he 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 does not seem uh to fear sunk costs at all right like that that's not something that bothers him and and that's paid off for them in in a lot of ways i think um but i mean maybe the 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 other side of that is that they change course a lot and they don't have a super cohesive strategy year in and year out about how to build a team right and and now you're in this spot where like admittedly you know things are weird with COVID and that affected the cap and everything, but like also mm-hmm. you're, you're hampered in the draft. And, you know, right now it's like, Oh yeah, the Jamal Adam trade. Oh, it looks even worse now. Maybe in rest- with, you know, the John, uh, the John Johnson thing, but like, Oh, I'm not that concerned about it. Okay. This is year one of not having a first round pick. <laughs> We're going to do it again next year. Right. And so like, you know, it- it's, they, they, uh, I-, I think it's John's biggest problem. Like, You can talk about, you know, thinking that he's not that good or maybe he's the problem. I don't see anything that John's doing that makes him worse than most of the GMs out there. Like, they all seem to throw a lot of shit against the wall and some of it sticks, right? Um, But I think, you know, his biggest thing right now is that I don't see like a three or five year plan from this team really in some ways that's okay you have a win win now situation you have russell wilson especially this year he seems pissed off and so you're trying to kind of do what you got to do but like i don't know that that part definitely seems lacking to me and and a lot of times it's contradictory and um yeah it's really strange
1: yeah can i just want one, one thing on that just uh, i don't think there's any doubt that that the front office that john schneider that they've dug themselves a hole from a roster management like there's i don't think there's any doubt like There's no there's no front office that wants to have a dearth like like have very few draft picks uh, you know and and be able and can't grow through the draft in the way that they want like no front office would choose that but they have put themselves in that spot and they do have you know a number of like short term kind of options that they'd have to choose from and they're going to have to probably spend in free agency to to plug gaps there so. Yeah, they've got it they've got it like they got to do a Houdini act over the next few years to build to build the roster or they're going to have to basically have a very very short term short term deals for veteran players until they recoup their draft picks and that that's their strategy that they wanted to get a few blue chip players like Jamal Adams and then they're going to just gap fill until they they come into their you know their next set of draft picks or whatever it's going to be really hard to, to figure out how they do that um, for sure. Uh, they did manage to cobble together a pretty good team last year though. Um, and I still stand by if they had the exact same team they had last year and they had Shane Waldron and like that different scheme on offense, might've been a better team. Like it might've gone farther. I, I, I think, I think even with some distance, we're forgetting how bad, the offensive game plans were for the last half of the year and how little they change and adjusted in game between games um, and how they had no answer for how to get Russ out of the spiral. He was in like no answer. So that is the, that is the number one thing they can do to make this team better next year is to, to put him in better positions to succeed. And a lot of those things aren't necessarily like great offensive linemen. Although I think we need them Um, putting him on the run. It's like, anyway, I won't go into all, but I think there's ways that they can prove
0: that we're forgetting. That man walked into one holy hell of a situation.
1: Yeah, he did. Can you imagine (laughs) if he gets hired and then Russell's gone? I mean,
0: that would just be... All of a sudden, he's working with Geno Smith. He's like, this is not what I signed up for.
3: (laughs) But Hey, it's still an upgrade, so he's got that going for him.
0: (laughs) Uh, We've got some good Patreon questions. And this first one, I want to go around Robin on the table. Knowing what we know about the Thuney and Lindsley deals, So Lindsley signed for 12.5, I think, over four years. And Thuney was 16, I want to say, over yeah, five Thune years. Thune only
3: counts like five the first year,
0: five or six, right? And then I don't yes. know what Lindsley counts the first I think Lindsley was six and a half. Yeah, so not much. Um, knowing what we know about those deals, uh, which one would you have preferred? And Jeff, I'll start with you.
2: Um, I'm going to go Lindsley for a couple of reasons. I think there's more guards available in quantity in the market. I think that scheme fit, he came from LaFleur's offense, which is part of the Rams offense. I think that's a really natural plug and play guy. And I thought the contract was very reasonable considering some people thought he would get 14 up
1: to $14 Brian? I'm still laughing at the chat. Everyone's still wondering if Nathan's naked. People are just coming into the (laughs) <laughs> you coming into the chat for the first time? Oh my god, I have a nude
0: guest on.
3: Stay um, all the way to the end of the show, and you'll find out.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we'll provide his OnlyFans link. Uh,
3: yeah, yeah, um,
1: Lindsay. Yeah, I've been consistent on Lindsay. I I think he was the best the best offensive lineman available in the market. I liked him better than Dooney, and um, I liked that he played center. I think that would have been really helpful for Russ. So. That would have been my preference,
3: Nathan. Yeah, I'm, I'm torn. Uh, I'm not going to pretend like I saw a ton of either of these guys, <clears throat> um, uh, but I, I think that Thuni is the better player, and 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 maybe not by a little bit, right? I think maybe considerably better. Um, but then Lindsley has the the position that has the biggest drop off after. So to me, it's tough between them. I think. I, I guess just maybe Linsley just because of the gap after that, but then that feels a lot like drafting LJ Collier because the next best defensive end is mm. shitty, so I don't know.
1: I don't think Linsley's LJ Collier.
2: No, 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 no. You're you're Linsley's coming out
3: better than that either way. But yeah. Linsley was
2: the number one BFF center in the league this year, I believe. Yes. Yeah. So, I have a quick news update here. Oh, you asshole, you beat me to it. Okay, you can go with that. You, you're the host. No, no, no! no, no. Do I don't. I don't so, know if it's the exact Evan gets same. thing. didn't get plenty news. of attention. Like, the, the primary reporter for the Bears said that the Bears tried to sign Jameis Winston tonight, and his source is believing that the Bears are going to sign Andy Dalton in the coming days. If the Bears sign Andy Dalton, that means they are not making a trade for Russell Wilson. That is a big Russell Wilson. No, but that that would them that would be them waving
3: the flag. Okay, out of news. my misery. That's old news. We already knew that. Uh, we we know now that Pete's in love with Sam Darnold, so it's it's a Jets trade now. we we've moved on to the Jets.
1: Are you guys ready for for Reluctant Russell to show up at Jesus. with like the shades and like a hoodie, and just be like he'll be like kind of Cam Newton esque like a little sulky. <laughs> Like you ready for that? He'll put the towel on his head at you know when they're losing, and you ready for that?
3: Russ won't act out like that. Russ will just be like a hundred and fifty percent of Russ. he'll be the extra good guy like yeah, it could be an insufferable off season, but like for the
0: opposite reason.
3: <laughs> Evan, was that what you were gonna say
0: uh the Chicago thing yeah. Put me out of my misery. I would love that. Sign Andy Dalton as soon as possible. Um, so this next question is an, is a good one. Uh, which position, and I'm going to tweak it just a little bit, which position do you think this team is going to address in free agency uh, the most? So with the most uh, uh, cap space, um, capital, I guess you could say, over, over the next month, which position do you think they're going to spend the most money on? And I'll start with Nathan. Oh, man, I don't know. Um, it's kind of an it- interesting question, actually.
3: Why do I think it's tight end? That's really <laughs> dumb. It's really dumb. Are you <laughs> laughing at me, Brian? Or are you
1: agreeing no, with me? Be. It could be. I-, I could totally see that. I-, I even wrote that. Like, if the the, the-, the most money they spend in for agencies on, like, Gerald Everett, I will not be happy.
0: Hmm. What if they just don't spend a lot of money and that Everett contract is reasonable? Are you oh, still unhappy?
1: No, they, they, they need to get some talent out of this free agent pool.
3: Okay. I mean, if, if Gerald Everett gets a three-year, $18 million contract for them, which I think sounds to me pretty reasonable, right? Sure. That's like a third of their available cap. Right? Like, potentially. Like, depending on how the first year starts. Yeah, 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 right. But, like, so, like, even just a Gerald Everett, like, that alone could put the tight end position ahead of any other position. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. It is a good question.
0: Jeff or Brian, any, any hunches?
1: I think D-line. Yeah, I think Edge. Yeah, I mean, pass rush. Is. And it's where it's where Pete's heart hearts is, you know.
0: Could cornerback be a wild card? <laughs> if they trade Russ, sure. No, where they spend like they bring in like one of those middle tier free agents, like a Brian Poole or or somebody like that. The cornerback. What do you uh, think I did? You uh, think I said quarterback?
3: quarterback. Yes. Like, <laughs> oh, I was <laughs> like, I was like, why?
0: It's like, why are you guys laughing at me? Like, and I
3: was like, like, who the fuck is Brian Poole?
0: Yeah, i like
3: <laughs> <laughs> Brian Poole, the quarterback.
0: <laughs> I was like, like that
3: sounds like a Mac quarterback, <laughs> like some white dude from Southern Miss or something. But like, I'm not. I, I missed him.
0: I was like, you guys really couldn't see like cornerback being <laughs> like a little bit of money spent on. it. <laughs> uh could you guys not see that though like oh
1: man if they sign richard sherman that'd be so cool
0: imagine the content it'd be so
1: good it'd be so good (laughs) come back rich come back sherm
0: uh do you think it will do you think it will brian no i don't so your hunch as of now is no
1: my hunch is as now is is no i I will continue (sighs) to try to uh make that change but
0: Jeff, which Austin would you prefer to have at center, Ryder or Blythe?
3: Don't <laughs> pretend like you know the answer to
2: that. Yeah, who, who knows? I don't know. I'm sitting there watching my Rams film with guys with 58 PFF grades every night. I don't know.
1: Uh, uh, don't you have to say Blythe?
2: Like, Blythe you know, knows the scheme, so sure. I, I just see Blythe as... To me, Blythe always stood out as the guy they were going to sign at center. Yeah. Yeah. But I—I I, I couldn't tell you if Austin Ryder walked by me in the street, I wouldn't know him.
0: <laughs> do you? Do, who do you think Ethan Pothick's going to land with?
1: Don't care as long as it's in Seattle.
0: Don't care.
3: Hmm. Man, the—the the Ethan Pothick hate relative to, like, the Austin Blythe interest is just (laughs) wild. (laughs) Like, it's Spider-Man meme, you guys. Like, come on.
2: (laughs) It's like a two-year-old. He needs a new toy.
1: So I completely agree with you, Nathan, on the fact that they're, like, probably throwing a a hat and you don't know which one's which, like, talent-wise. But having a new guy come in a new scheme come in and having a guy that is center and knows the line calls, that's a meaningful advantage over what Ethan Posick would bring. So if they're both going to be mediocre past, you know, like, you know, blockers, but one knows the scheme, I'll take that guy.
0: I know we're all absolutely sick of talking about running backs, but is anybody else a little bit concerned that Carson didn't get any buzz today or are we not concerned yet?
1: you got to specify your question because I think I know what you mean. but
0: Like concerned that he might not have the market that he expects and that he might get some interest back from Pete Carroll, yeah, a reasonable number. A like that is that number? Any, what,
3: what was that? What's the number where you would be not angry? I'd give him that Carlos Hyde deal.
0: I'd go up to six per year for him. That seems high. Yeah, but Jason Myers makes like four point something. So, yeah, so why not just throw more. bad money after bad money? Yeah, because yeah, we're of- bur- we're burning this out. other money. Why not burn a little bit more money?
3: I don't think there's a chance he
1: comes back. I think yeah, that yeah, I don't think he's coming. Bridges the- I think he'd rather leave. Go That's somewhere.
0: a pretty strong statement, though. Bridges burned. I
1: that, that I don't know anything. I haven't talked to Chris or anything about it. I I just the way those the team and he approached this season and the, the tone of every interview I heard about from both sides, there's not a single quote or, or tone that sounded
3: like this was going to be something that lasted. I, you I, know, think, I think he's gone. The interesting thing there to me is that like, it never sounded like Pete had to have him back. Like, right. I, I I think Pete loves him when he's on the field, but I I don't know how Pete feels about his reliability. Like, I I wonder if that's kind of the the deal breaker for Pete because, I mean, he he tried really hard to get on the field this year, which, I mean, he should be commended for. Um, But he still missed a few games and, you know, took a few weeks to get, like, ramped back up, it seems like. So I don't know. There's been weird stuff with him, like going all the way back to that Bears game when he got like weirdly benched, and Pete was like, "Oh, he's tired," and it's like he played like two special team snaps that game, right? Like
0: I remember that. I
3: I don't know how much to read into the tea leaves on that, but Carson just seemed like a guy that Pete should just love the hell out of, and he didn't, and it was always a little odd to me. That's a weird one.
2: And yeah, his agent's been tweeting a lot about the dollar signs. So I don't think they're going to be like, you know, we're just going to go back for the team that
0: mistreated us for five million bucks. Yeah, yeah. Any other comments, projections for the next week or so? Hopeful uh, expectations. I
1: mean, hang tight, folks. Like by Friday, I think we're going to have a, a much better picture of what what's worth being concerned about and what's not, and. And even then, even then, like when they signed Brandon Shell, all the way, all the way up through like preseason, I was like, this guy is going to be a disaster. Like, I think we were all like just braced for that being just a total train wreck.
0: And it wasn't so like, Brian, if- I will say this though on this, on him, he has been the exception to the rule with their O-line free agent acquisitions. So, yes, I I agree. I ate crow on this. Many people ate crow on this. But he was the exception, right?
1: Would you say, if you look at all their offensive line moves last year... La- okay. I think almost all of them worked. B.J. Finney? I think it worked. It got him Carlos Dunlap.
3: Uh, I don't know that B.J. Finney was adding a lot of value well, to that trade. Okay, I, I will.
1: I will take it just as an offensive line signing. I still give them a pass on that because he was going to play center. They did not have a normal off season. If they had a normal off season and all that, I I think he still might've ended up being the the starting center. Uh, So I don't think we really know for sure that he was a total bust, but you see the story, what happened with him. Uh -uh.
2: So that came out this uh, Finney came out this week as agent did. And there was a story that he had a deal on his contract that If he had like a, because they couldn't do his normal offseason program, he would lose a huge bonus in his salary if he showed up and he got injured. And so he came to camp like way out of shape. He didn't work out all off-season because he was worried about getting injured. And apparently he just came to camp way out of shape and like he was messed up all year. And I think Brady Henderson was the one who tweeted about it. It was a really bizarre story.
0: What the hell is this? Is this the Eddie Lacy experience? Yeah, like, it was
2: just like, apparently he came to camp and just, like, was not in football shape at all because he didn't want to get hurt in the offseason didn't want to lose his bonus.
1: Oh, my God. Well, the fact... It was a bizarre it was story. Really, it was odd. There's a story on Finney. Is like, that's just a sign of how little news there is. <laughs> you know, like... Anyway, so, yes. What if I even give that to you? Finney. Didn't work out. What else?
0: Trying to think A-way- of the other moves.
3: Cedric O'Boeh.
1: he was good. I he- was... He for had a bad game against Philly, and then he was
0: pretty good. Well, what he was signed for, yeah, he, he meant that he right was tackle.
3: fine as a swing tackle or whatever. Yeah, sure. yeah, was, he he, he met he the did.
0: expectation of probably what the team had for him, right?
1: He was better than I thought he would be. After that Philadelphia game, I thought he was like worse than a Fetty, and then he was serviceable. He wasn't great, but he was serviceable. He went away some good pass rushers and had some good games. He
2: mm-hmm. was a backup, right tackle. Yeah. That was fun. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, was Chad
0: Wheeler. Assigning. Two, to... oh, to... two years ago. Was that yeah, two years ago? Okay.
1: <laughs> I mean, Yupati was the guy they brought back, and we just talked about before he was injured. He was a top top ten guard. Um,
3: Fluker had a good year and then had a bad year. You go before that though, and you start getting back into the
0: right pre-salary. Yeah. pre yeah. Okay, that's that's so that's
1: and look at the draft pick: Jamarco Jones, Damian Lewis. Like, that's a
0: distinction I didn't draw, and that's fair pre and post. Yeah, sure, But again, like
2: we're still just left with total questions all over the line again,
1: but not all over the line. You've got Damian Lewis and you've got Dwayne Brown. You got Brandon shell. You got two open spots. Yeah. Well that's,
0: but those are two big spots to fill.
1: Sure. Yeah, and you've got internal, well, we can have the whole show again. You, do <laughs> have, you do have internal options that you can fall back on for at least one of those spots. Like Phil Haynes, Truthers. Well, who other than
2: third, they have no left-
1: Jones. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I
2: love your love relationship with Jamar. He a <laughs> of, is he an interior? Now he's a guard.
0: That was a center. I will, I will give it. I, I, will give you this, Brian. He would have been a better right tackle than Jermaine Ifedi during his time. Here. I'm talking about a guard. No, but I, I'm just saying, like, yeah. I remember we had that conversation yes. back then. Yes, yeah. he would have been.
1: Well, I appreciate yeah. that, Evan.
0: Yeah, I'll give you that. But um, so, like, Phil Hayes is
2: the only left guard technically now on the roster. Hmm. their only center I mean, is kyle fuller
3: they do have jones though jones played left guard
2: yeah but i think he is their backup yeah he, he has yeah but he's i think listed as a tackle
1: yeah they can play guard he started a guard yeah. multiple and they games.
2: don't have a backup tackle on the roster i'm
1: just saying like none of those guys are you know De- demarcus webb like <laughs> like you know those guys are those guys are serviceable players, and and if they just add if they add if they add a couple of guys and plus draft again, I think offensive line is probably the number one thing I would look at in the draft based on where there's depth of talent there in and where the interior linemen go in the draft, they could get a decent like a starting quality guy in the what did they pick the seventh round, <laughs> like when's their first pick third round, so.
2: So let me ask you this. What can they do at this point to make you feel good about this offseason?
0: Is that to all of us or to Brian?
2: Yeah, to anyone. Like, is it a certain name? Is it just adding as much value as possible? Like, what do you need to do to come out of here? Because I don't know if, if it's true, but there was a lot of doom and gloom going around today because big names didn't come. So like, what what do you need to see?
0: I think they need to get one of those middle tier guards that are still available. There's like three or four of them. It's like Gabe Jackson, Trey Turner, um, uh, Kyle Long, and then um, there's a fourth. It's, it's the Packers guard, but I'm not really sold on him with injury issues. I think they have to. I think they have to bring in an outside guy there at left guard. I, I don't think they can rely on what they have internally. Is and Norwell that, still out there? Norwell. He guy. is. Oh, they he they came back.
1: Sure. He went back to. He renegotiated. Restructured. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that was unfortunate. They redid a one-year deal
0: with him. I, I'd like to see them upgrade at center, but I, I'm not sure there's a meaningful upgrade available.
3: So that's the actually the interesting thing. I mean, I, I feel like there's a pretty clear drop-off after um, uh, Lindsley, but I think like both and of the Pounceys are out there still, right?
0: David Andrews um, is probably the next best name.
3: Who? David Andrews. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. So like, there's a few guys that you're, you're risking the, you know, pay what they were, not what they are. Um, so yeah, I mean, you've got both of the pound fee guys, you got David Andrews, Blythe for whatever he's worth, right? Like, you know, I, I don't know that center is like, uh, a complete drop off at this point, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, to me, it, it's what would make me feel most comfortable is definitely them signing. I mean, I, I like Trey Turner. Like I, I mm-hmm. would like to hear the name Trey Turner at this point. Um, don't, don't know that It feels like too hopeful to ask for a name like that, given the way they've gone, but that'd be number one. If they got two interior linemen, like if they got, even if it was Trey Turner and Blythe, not that Blythe has to be great, but then to me, I'd want to make sure that they add one of the, one of their first picks should be on an interior lineman like in the draft. And if they pull one of the quality guys there, they've added three to the pile. And I feel like, okay, with the guys they've already got, they'll sort it out. And I'd feel okay about that. The other one for me is they've got to sign at least one quality edge rusher. They can't Mm -hmm. just go in with the the list they've got. And there's so many they can like.
0: There's so much value at that spot. There's so much value.
1: And then from there, it just gets to be like, upside side. Like, I would be excited if they signed, you know, an AJ Green or like, you know, re- receiver. There's so many receivers. They've got to be able to pick one of those receivers. The market was untouched today, essentially. Right. So, like, I just see like there's so many receivers. There's so many corners still. There's so many. I mean, I think there's still a decent amount of, of you know, edge rushers, all that stuff. There's even interior rushers, defensive tackles that are there. So, I don't know. And the other thing we, we don't know about is the Seahawks have acquired a lot via trade in the last few years i mean we talk about dunbar not working out but they got him for a fifth they got Quandre Diggs for a fifth i don't know if they're going to do more draft trades but who knows with all the cuts maybe there's another guy
3: that they get via trade we don't even know about yet so i don't know i think if you look at who's still available and just pretended that this was the free agent class like, take all the guys that came off the board going into free agency and that signed today, right, and just f- forget it. Pretend like they were always with their team. And you look at just who's available going into tomorrow, I think we would still be talking about this as a really, like, loaded free agent group. Uh, so for me, like, I don't have, like, the one thing. Like, I, I I still want one of those mid-tier offensive linemen. Like, we're talking about Trey Turners and Gabe Jacksons and whatever. I, I still want one of those mid-tier defensive ends like dunlap or kerrigan or hyder or whoever it might be right i still want one of those mid-tier wide receivers like marvin jones or ty hilton or you know even john ross right like that guy. He, that stuff is interesting so like there's just still so much that like i i don't have any kind of like uh fear of missing out on really anything at this point right i mean i think the best names are probably off the board at this point, right? Clearly off the board. Lindsley, Thune, you know, looking at some of the receivers that signed, like Robinson, you know, going into this. They're gone. But, like, there's just so many guys out there still. Uh, and, you know, not a lot of cap space. Like, there wasn't a lot of cap space to begin with, and some of it's been spent now. A lot of it's been spent now. So, like, I think Seattle's in a good spot right now.
0: Nathan and They just and Brian- have to do it,
3: right? They have to do it. It's like the Dunlap thing. Like cutting him and getting that space in this market with those players available sounds fine. Now you have to like turn around and do something with what you've, with the resources that you've created. Right. And
0: that's the part where I'm still queasy. Nathan and Brian, do you know why I hate you both? Cause we're right a lot. Because you've talked me off the ledge and inspired a little bit of optimism and hope in me. And don't worry. That'll die tomorrow. And uh, it may be temporary. But I'm a little re-inspired, and that's concerning for my heart. Love that, Nathan. Right. Nice job, Nathan. Uh, can I tell you what is the – and we'll end on this. What is the most important non-related, non-Seahawks-related related non move to happen this week that would be super beneficial for the Seahawks? Trent Williams needs to leave the 49ers. What
1: about that rumor that, that, that he was
0: talking to the Seahawks? I don't know if that's real.
1: Be, that's like the weirdest thing. Is there any reason? Like,
0: Just pay him, make him sit on the bench, and uh, <laughs> just make sure he's not a 49er. That's the I strategy. love
3: that it has kicked off Dwayne Brown is going to retire rumors, though. Like, that's the bit, Like, yes, more drama. Today he's was wild. Circus.
0: Today was wild. There was even, like, tweets going around that people found Ciara's burner. Did you guys see that?
1: No. No, oh,
0: I did not see that.
1: Was it a <laughs> the- male or female burner?
0: It was a female burner, but it was suspicious. Like, <laughs> a little too suspicious. <laughs> just but saying. It's a
1: wild place,
0: man. It's, I'm not completely ruling it out. Maybe, that's maybe all I'm saying. Maybe the
1: Seahawks will just not have a left guard and line up two left tackles in a row. What happens, if, what happens if all the Seahawks offensive linemen, like, they walk out? They don't want to protect for Russell anymore. Dwayne Brown's like, i want to retire. Maybe that's why they're talking to
3: Trent. We know that Dwayne Brown's one of the good ones, though. We know he's Team Russ. He is, he's yeah. Team Pass. He should be. He should be. Yeah.
2: That'll yeah. one else really has the pedigree to
0: say anything. Should we close it out for the 17th time? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Brian, weren't you going to join just for a little bit?
0: And then, yeah.
3: Hey, how
1: about YouTube, likes, Patreon, sign-ups?
0: YouTube.com slash HawkBlogger. Whatever you do, don't follow HawkBlogger on Twitter horrible twitter account uh, yeah. patreon.com slash hawk great way to join the club join our slack channel for like i think it's just five dollars a month and like almost all of that money goes to charity and you support the show so those are good things to do we have lots of seahawks content coming up over the next several months the draft is getting close which i think is the end of april that's crazy and time is going by way too quickly but other than that, I think. Uh, what are we planning to be back next? What, what do you guys think?
1: I wouldn't be surprised we're back on again this week sometime. <laughs> That's why you got to subscribe to the channel because you don't know.
3: Like, it could see be,
0: it, you guys tomorrow night. It could be two hours
1: <laughs> when they announce a Trey Turner
3: signing. You never know. We're gonna have yeah. a Kenny Galladay emergency podcast. <laughs> oh,
0: God. Yeah, yeah. Follow That'd real. So follow real hawk talk on on Twitter as well. That's a good way to get all the updates around the show. But with that said, gentlemen, uh, good talking to you guys tonight. You inspired a little optimism yeah. in me. That's I'm not kidding. I'm big. I'm big genuine too, Brian. And, and I know you are. I'm being serious. So welcome
1: to, welcome to the sanity side.
0: <laughs> I'm not saying it's permanent, <laughs> but but at least temporary. So with that said, uh, we'll see you guys in probably a couple. of